0: Right. Um, Just want to introduce amazing Rachel with us here. (laughs) She's going to share something with us very special, and I believe it's um, something for us to to learn and take it forward as um, um, this time coming for this coming new year as well. Uh, Rachel.
1: love that song aren't we all children of god wasn't it amazing to play for our children and our children's workers going out this morning i love that um, but you might see around you we've kept the teenagers with us and i'm sorry guys you've had to wait today is our cafe sunday which means that in just a few moments' time, myself and Stephen will whisk our wonderful young people out to go and have hot chocolates and frappuccinos or whatever festive night So I'm sorry, the rest of you have got to stay here, um, but we will be going in just a moment because with our wonderful young people, both younger and older, our teenagers here, we love to not only have time with them but we love to talk Jesus, to do life, to do faith in the raw and the mess and the challenges with them. So that's what we'll be doing. In in just a few moments but as emma said i've got just a few moments to draw us back together to look at talking jesus some of you might have heard me speak about this piece of research that was done in 2022 and we've decided that because it's such good news because there's so much encouragement in it that we would bring some snippets of this research to you about once a month just to encourage you is that all right Excellent. This is approaching Christmas time, isn't it? When, as of next week, we hit Advent and we look at light and hope and truth. And in the midst of the pain, people need to know it and they need to hear us talking Jesus to them. So, I'm just going to enlighten you to a few little snippets of this research this morning. So, Ollie, if we can have the next slide, please. you might remember, from this piece of national research where we mapped in 2022 a six-way partnership, including the Evangelical Alliance, where I work along with Alpha and Hope and Louis Palau and others, we decided to map the state of faith across the UK to basically ask what do non-Christians think about the church? What do they think about the Christians that they know? If you're young and you're at college or at school or at university, again, if they know you're a Christian, what do they think of you? And here are a few of the findings. These two, I think I flagged up last time, but again, just to encourage us. As you see this, when we ask people across the UK, if you think of the person of Jesus, how would you describe him? Mythical figure, a leader, who is he to you? Well, what we see here is that 20% of the UK, so one in five people around you at your Christmas dinner table or at Christmas do, one in five people would say that they believe that the person of Jesus is God. How encouraging is that? Next slide, please, Ollie. We then went on to say, okay, well, whatever you think of the person of Jesus, what about the resurrection story? We're coming up to Christmas. It all points towards Easter, doesn't it? And we found this that if you put those top two together, 29 and 16, 45% of the UK would say that they believe in the resurrection. 41% of people said, nope, don't quite believe it. The 29%, how that breaks down is people that believe it literally or not quite literally, but 45% of people around us across the UK would say they believe in the resurrection. Isn't that astounding? I don't know if you knew that, but that opens up a whole big conversation, doesn't it? If they believe that, what else do they know or believe about God's big story? We might have seen those before if you've been with us, but I want to show you a few new stats that you won't have seen. Next slide, please, Ollie. And this was asking questions of those outside of the church. So people who would have ticked the box to say that they don't affiliate to be a Christian at all. So we asked them this question, and I want you to think of your friends or family that, again, don't yet know Jesus. We asked them this. Next slide, please. If you, or rather the question was, do you know a practicing Christian? And the definition of that was somebody who goes to church at least monthly and would say that they pray or read the Bible weekly. And we found this, that 53% of the UK would say that they know a practicing Christian, Don't know how you reflect on it. It's good enough, not quite where we'd want it to be. But with this statistic, there does come a bit of a glaring alert because some of you might know the original Talking Jesus research was done in 2015 and this was actually 68%. So what it tells us is that in seven years across the UK, there's been a drop. People don't know us enough. So the challenge that comes with this is if we're saying that we love God, that we love people, we want them to know who Jesus is, then actually we just need to make ourselves known. And the reason for it is this. Next slide, please. We are in really close proximity to people. If they know us, and particularly coming out of COVID, the lockdown, the neighbours, the WhatsApp groups that we had, We asked this question, if you know a practicing Christian, who are they? And we found this. The top answer, as you can see, was that 33% of people said that we're a friend, and that's a peer. We believe in this church, the power of intergenerational friendships and relationships, older to younger. But what came out, for most people, if they know a practicing Christian, it's a peer, somebody close to them, closely followed by a family member. So that means, doesn't it, folks, when we approach Christmas and we're with our family, actually if they know we're a Christian, we're really close to them. We went on to ask them this, and just a couple more slides, and I'll leave this with you. We went on to say, okay, if you know a practicing Christian, how would you describe them? I'm sure you'd probably agree with me. The media gives us a pretty bad rap, doesn't it? It paints us as boring, as rule-abiding, as dull, as stuck in the past, whatever. But actually, friends, it's not true. It's simply not true. When across the UK, 4,000 people surveyed were asked, if you know a practicing Christian, they're in close proximity to you, so we found out, this is what they thought of us. If they know you, they like you. They think, as you can see, we're friendly, we're caring, we're good-humoured, we're generous. These were a few of the top answers Now, my encouragement to you this morning is let this sink into your heart and mind to strip off some of the baggage that maybe we put on ourselves to think, do you know what? If we talk Jesus, if we make ourselves known as a Christian, they're just going to put us in that negative box. It's simply not true. If they know us, they know us really well and they really like us. Interesting, lastly, just to note, when we ask those folks, okay, this is what you think of a practicing Christian, but what do you reflect on the church Sadly, this doesn't come out quite so positively. Next slide, please, Ollie. It showed us that actually when people think of, not our church here, but the institution of the church, actually, as you can see, it's not all that positive. The top answers were 26%. They think a church can be a bit narrow-minded. It can be, as you can see, a bit hypocritical. But it's not all bad news because you can see the third answer, 22%, is they think that we're really friendly. So it does show that as the church, there's a bit of work for us to do, isn't there? In in our welcome, in our hospitality, in developing a depth of relationship that allows us not only to journey with people, but to really talk Jesus. So I'm going to leave it there with you today, just to, on that last slide please, Ollie just to reflect my encouragement off the back of all of this research at talkingjesus.org if you're interested to dig a bit deeper and we'll be going into the new year looking at a few more snippets as well but I'd encourage you just to think who are those friends around you who are really open to you talking Jesus because if they know you they're close to you and they really like you. They think you're friendly, good-humoured, generous, caring. What an opportunity that gives us this Advent, this Christmas time, to really make Jesus known to those around us. Do you agree? Let us let it encourage us this morning, whether we're young or old, let's make ourselves known, because we know, don't we, we live in a world that is reeling and is seeking out big questions with big hearts looking and searching for Jesus in the midst of some of the pain and trauma that we see. So if it's all right, I'm just going to pray. Is that okay? Let's pray for our teenagers as we will go and get our frappuccinos or whatever we have. Um, and let's pray for ourselves in this season. Lord, we thank you for this research that just, I pray, helps us to sit up with a new sense of actually, Jesus, we know that you have put precious people around us and they need to know you. Lord, I thank you that these... this bit of research as well can encourage us that actually people, when they know us and they know that we're followers of you, they actually really like us. They may have huge questions, they may not always like what we say, but actually something of your Holy Spirit is powerfully at work across the UK at this time. And we just pray, Lord, for ourselves today, whether we're younger or older. Lord, in the coming week and weeks, we pray, would we have confidence to know that just in the little nuggets of the opportunities that we have, may we share something of your light and hope and truth in this advent and christmas season pray you'd go with us lord as the teenagers um, go out lord may they too know your blessing and your favor at this time and protect us all lord as we go in your name amen
0: great i'm going to invite ron to bring us the reading would you come Ron, please
2: this morning's reading, we're going to talk about your clothing. Uh, comes from Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled round your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray also for me, that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Tychicus, the dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord, will tell you everything, so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. Peace to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love.
0: Thank you, Ron. Right. The final stage of Ephesians, we went through what we call it the foundation of the church. Twelve of them, 12 weeks. We talk about foundation in his blessing and his chosen and his revelation and his grace. All together in Him. Make plain the boldness of righteousness of Christ, rooted and established in love. Every member, grace gifted. New life in Christ. Sorry, it's not coming out properly. Uh, Concert, society, owner in relationship, and today we are going to finish, act in his strengths. Right. I am amazed always with Ephesians. One of my favorite book. I just want to encourage you, if you put it in your phone, 10, 15 minutes max to hear it all. It's like you are listening to a whole entire letter. When I start going out with Jenny, we didn't have emails f- that familiar, and she used to write letters to me when I was away. And I opened the letter about seven, eight pages back in front, and I said, okay, I need a cup of coffee. And I go and sit down and read that one. And uh, But you cannot read it in pieces because you will not get the whole story. I will not understand what Jenny done during the last week because I decided to read it in pieces. But you can read it all in one 15 minutes of reading. And, and that is the thing, is that the Lord... Giving us that message to get it all in, to think it all through. Okay, right. Are you okay, Eva? Pardon? Okay, can we do that after, please? Thank you. Right. Thank you. Right. Just, just. Bring and focus again. Right. Therefore, he said, after all this foundation, after all this 12 or 11 foundation, he said, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. I sit and I stand a little bit and I said, hang on. How I will do that? What does it mean? Be strong in the Lord. What does that mean to me? How that it will work for me? What does it mean? Be strong. I can come uh, to uh, Douglas and said, uh, in a hard time, said, hey, be strong. Really? What does that mean to him? Give him a hug and said, be strong. So what? What that mean? When God tells us, when Paul finished all this, said all the above, all those foundations, I was talking to you all about, finally, be strong in the Lord. And in his mighty power. And I start thinking a little bit about this. Be strong with the Lord in another translation, the easy reading one. He put it in a very, very small and very easy way. Be united in Him. Unite yourself into Him. Unite yourself to the Lord and this is how you will benefit for his, from his strengths. United yourself with him. Right. The question is, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. The question is, why? And the other question, how? Why? Why? I won't be strong in the Lord. What I should be. And why. And how. Right. Let's talk about why first. Right. Because all the above, the, the whole entire message of Paul to the Ephesians, he talked about all what we said, grace, foundation, blessing, knowing one another, trusting each other, the relationship, knowing the gift of each other. But he says something really important. That you are saved. And because you are saved, you are free. Because you are free, what that means? You gain your authority back over the devil. This is what saved me. Saved doesn't mean just your sin forgiven. When you have been said, you are new creation in Christ Jesus, not new creature, new creation in him, that means you gain your authority back. And when you gain your authority back, you have been reinstated again. Your status is not a slave anymore. Your status is not someone who is separated from God, it's someone is united in Him. What does it mean saved? And because of this status you are in, because of this new creation you are in, you need to understand that be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Why? Right. Switch to engineering mindset. To solve a problem in the engineering mindset, meaning... To solve any problem, I need to know what is the problem is, this is half of the solution, in order to fix it. Give you an example, very easy one for you to know, I have a leak in my ceiling, oh boy, right, here we go. Where is the problem? Problem in the roof? I have a water leak from a pipe. I have a drainage broken. I need to figure it out. Figuring out what is the problem is, it will give me the solution to do it. If I said, leaking roof, have a good day. is not the solution. Knowing the problem, and understanding where it comes from, investigation, half of the problem solved, now fix it. Right. What that do is be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power do. Right. What he said in the following verse, no, take one out, put another one after, because you are not fighting normal guys. You are not fighting flesh and blood. This is the problem. This is the source of the problem. This is where it's leaking. You are not fighting flesh and blood. You are fighting rulers, authorities, spiritual power. You are way, way against the problem of person here. Okay, I will talk about Ron because he will not upset, get upset with me. I can talk about him forever and a day. Right. If Ron said something or say something to me, and I am offended. Oh, boy. Right. Where is that source coming from? From Ron? Or a lot of stuff has been throwing into him, and the outcome of Ron offended me. Therefore, I need to fight what behind what Ron said to offend me. Meaning, Ron said something and said, oh, that it creates my self-image down into the ground. I am useless. I don't know what to do because I have been receiving a wrong message. Right. Here is the thing. You are saved you are in Christ Jesus' new creation, and somebody is throwing you some false, stupid things. Which one you will believe? Source of problem? Solution. Which one I'm going boys? Therefore, is not wrong throw it to me, is the evil one using wrong to throw it into me? And thankfully, I believe him and I looked at myself and I said, oh boy, I'm stupid. And you can count on this millions of stuff over you. What is throwing to you is not from flesh and blood. Is what message is coming to you and what you believe in it? Are you getting the problem? Know it. Why? What is the problem? The source of the problem is, is principalities. Evil. Rules. Something out of my normal, everyday dealing with. Right? I need to deal with it. How do I deal with it? Christ in me. The hope of glory. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Making sense? How? We said, why? Let's talk how. Your your uniform, Ron was talking about. Put on the armor of God. Is that correct? What did I say right? Put on? No, I didn't. Fall on. Fall on. Not part of The full armor of God. Put the full armor of God. Once I've done that, I'll start working why. Right. Here is the thing about the full armor of God. Right, let's talk. How many of them? Did you notice? Six? Six, six yes? Yeah, six is correct. Well done. But I will tell you, I'll tell you a seven in a minute. It's six of them. Right. He said something really important on the six of them. When he started, he didn't start, okay, just bring your shoes and put it on and put your trousers on. No, no, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. He said, stand firm. And put your belt on. Why he started with the belt? And why he started with the word Stanford? Right, army time. Back to my army time. If I run with my short and shirt, I can do good 12 miles easy. This is when we start training. Not now. Right? But if I put my full suit on, with my bigger belt on, I can double that easy. What happened? The belt is supporting this part of your body, you can run more, you can stand firm. You can be strong for more. Right, you will see a lot of bodybuilders, they put their belt in and start doing that, yes? What happened? He is supporting this part. Supported with what? With truth. Knowing your truth. Know, know you, knowing your word. Knowing where you stand on. That is what it will make you stand firm. Engineering mindset again. I have a very my one of my smallest hammers. Right. Hammer, yeah? I know what the hammer do, yes? Hammer, would you please can you hammer this nail for me? No, 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 don't think. Uh, sit down just a minute. I have the knowledge that the hammer can hammer the nails and the screws and bash forever with. Yes, I have the knowledge of this. But I cannot tell him I will send you to Douglas House to do the job. Yeah, I cannot do that. But what happened here, guys? I have to put it in my hand. In order to work with it. Right. Here is the act. When I put it in my hand here, I am united with this hammer. It's become part of me. I am united with it. And when I am united with this hammer, my power plus this, it will do the job. This is why he said, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power, why? United in him. And when united in him, his power does his job. You get it? Simple as that. I have a bigger hammer for a bigger job. I have a power, power tool for a bigger job more than the bigger hammer. What that mean? I have a promises and the truth in the Bible for certain jobs. When you united yourself with the promise, it will do the job. If you just know the promise, it will do nothing. Right. Engineering mindset again. If I know what I am facing in this job, I will be prepared to do the job. I cannot turn up in your house and you're asking me to paint the wall and I'm coming with a hammer. You will not employ me. I know I am facing painting. It means I need my brush rollers, sheets, name it, coming prepared for the job. But if I am not prepared for the job, I turn up with a hammer. What are you doing? It's not doing anything because you get the wrong tools for the job. Here is the thing: knowing your promises, knowing your word, knowing your truth, united yourself with them, it will create the job. It will finish the job. He is my shepherd. I know it, but I don't live it. Doesn't work. It becomes just knowledge. That's why put the, be- the, pe- the belt of truth on. Put it on. Right. I love the other one. What's the second one is? The breastplate. Yes? I love this. That is fantastic one. Just nice around your chest. Feeling strong. You are wrapped up. And what I call it is the Breast place of righteousness. Can you believe that? You are wrapped up in righteousness. When Paul said that Christ is our righteousness, he really meant it. You are wrapped up in it. Means what? You are clean. You are new creation. You are re- he saw you Righteous. Blimless, nothing against you. This is how he sees you, wrapped up in Jesus. You are wrapped up in Him. You are totally covered by Jesus. And His righteousness. And his righteousness. Thank you. Absolutely. You are wrapped up. You snuggled with His righteousness. It's, it's part of you, who you are. You know, when you get a baby and really wrap the baby up and just give him a cover, this is what you are. This is what God, with that righteousness blanket, He put it around you. This is who you are. This is how He sees you, righteous. Third one. Why is it? Juice. Juice. I love that one. There is a verse. I love this verse. How beautiful is the feat of bringing what? Juice. How do you feel about this? It's not just the, 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 the good news of salvation. When you walk into the place, are you bringing peace? Or a storm happened. Oh boy, he turned up. Or really, there is a peace when you walk in. When you walk to your home, what do you bring with you from outside? I will encourage you to pray before you walk into your home. My wife witnessed few things when I'm just coming from, from work and I'm just like, ah, and poor girl, she just get it all. Did I bring peace when I'm walking home? No. I'm bringing everything I'm bringing in. But build this habit before you walk into the door. I need to put my right shoes on. Because poor my wife, she doesn't need to have it all in her face because I was annoyed at work today. It's not just the good news that Jesus loves you. It's not that. When you walk in, you, do you bring peace to wherever you will go? The customer you serve, the people in the office you work with, the student in your classroom, what are you bringing what are your feet carrying? What are you bringing in? Fourth one. What is it? Shield of, face. Shield of face. That is my favorite bit. A few weeks back, we done this banner there, yes? On the wall there. And we set a challenge to put prayers, to put declaration, to put a lot of things around us. Because he is able to do more than we ever even imagine. He is. What does the f- shield of faith do? I am stuck. I don't know what to do. Because I have been st- A lot of arrows of flame is coming toward me. I am just cannot do much. Lift up that shield of faith. Knowing that what he promised to do more than what we ever ask for, he is able What happened? It will distinguish every single fire coming toward you. It will put it off. Because he's able. Put that face. Practice that face. That he's able. I have a problem at work. He is able. Somebody is annoying me. He's able. Lift up your shield of faith. Five, Helmet of salvation Well done Right Engineering mindset Walk to a site with your helmet on Why? It will prevent anything It will fall in your head Yes? Same thing The evil one comes hit. You are an idiot It's he's, he's falling in my head but I have a helmet of salvation. Say, no, I am loved. You have no future. Christ in me is the hope of glory. Helmet of salvation. Cover up. Another block coming from the top again on my head. You are not. Not successful in your whatever you're doing, or oh, everything your hand it will touch, it will be successful. Helmet of salvation. What I am thinking. What is coming to here? Protect it with the word. Protect the mindset with the word. Your kids is not going to do it. They are the children of God. They will do it. Protect it. I'm not able. You are. Because He is able. You got it? Put on the helmet of salvation. Six. Fantastic. Thank you. What does that mean? Use it. Use that sword. But, be aware of something. Let that sword go through you first. What I mean with that one? That his word is like a double-edged sword. It goes through everything to cleanse, to clear, but to fight with. When he's coming to tell you, oh, did God tell you this? Yes, because the word said this. This is what Jesus did when he has been tempted after 40 days of prayer. Oh, if you throw yourself from here, he will send his angel to carry you. Did that, and he will challenge you with the word. He will challenge you of what God said. But did you trust what he said? Yes. Does that make sense? Let the word go through you. Let the word cleanse you. Let the word search deep in you, and after that it will become, when you are united with it, because it goes through, you will be able to use it. This is the thing about the word. When it goes through, when it searches deep in, it will unite you. And when you are united with the world, you'll be able to use the word. All Right. Listen to this. carefully. Listen to this carefully. Genesis Chapter One The Word Created Yes, everything. Yes, it be light and dark. Sun for the day, and moon for the night, and so on, and so on, and so on. Creation has been created. The word create. Listen to this very carefully. Therefore, every word come from your mouth, it create. Have the power to create. You said you've gone out of your mind. No, I didn't. This is what James said that your tongue, the power of your tongue, create. If I speak negative about Ron, I speak negative, I create that negativity over him. I speak. What is coming from here, it will create. Therefore, having the sword of the spirit, the word of God, whatever it come out from you, it will create. Therefore, speak to the situations. We said six, yes? Right. You remember them, yes? Right. Okay, good. First one is? Belt. Second? Right. Third? Fourth? Fourth, your shoes. Fifth is? Helmet. Sixth is? Fantastic. What about seven? Is there is a seven? A prayer. This is a seven. The prayer. A few minutes ago, we were singing. Sing it eh? Slower, very low. Sing it louder. Yes? When you sing it louder, what happened? You're creating. You are speaking to the situation, you are creating. You are speaking the power of God over the situation, you are creating. When you speak to the situation loud, this is a strategy. Right. Where is that from the Bible? Because you are again out of your mind. It's Gideon's strategy of war. Gideon brings 300 guys, put a, take a whatever thing and put a light in it and put the trumpet and just crash the whole lot. What happened? Make a noise. When you make a noise, what happened? The army of God coming. When you sing loud, the army of God coming. Oh, you didn't believe me. Yes? No. Second Chronicle. Jehovah. Shafar. I don't know what's in English called. Whatever the one he is, he is the one in English. Right. Why he said, what is the strategy? Take the worship team to the front. Are you crazy? Because that's what I'm going to do. The noise and the loud of the worship team will take over the wall. Really? What about the wall of Jericho? Seven times six times and the day seven go seven times and sing and worship. This is all I need to do, guys. A mighty wall of Jericho fell in its place. Your voice count because your voice creates situation. Your voice count, because when you speak, you change things around. Your voice counts because when you walk in, you change the atmosphere. Therefore, when I united myself in him, let me put it a little bit bold than that, you will create situation with him. You will change situation with him. When you walk to your house today, what you are taking with you in, shake your dust, bring peace in. before you walk to a client's house, shake your dust and bring peace in. I get annoyed with the guy was driving in the road. I walk to the guy. Good morning. How are you doing? Bring peace in. Yeah? Bring your peace in. Get united in him. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. That's what Paul put his final piece. That you cannot do it on your own. You can do it with him. One last thing. One last last thing before we pray. He said put on the fall what? Is that singular or plural? It is singular or He didn't call armors or weapons. He he just won. Yes? But he's talking to a a church. Remember? We said, you can reach a certain point alone by yourself. But with a group of people, you reach more. You remember that? We, we shared that illustration a few weeks ago. The Romans, when they tried to reach a castle to, to open the door, the soldier, he is a very well-trained soldier. He doesn't go and just push the door with his leg. He's very well-trained, but the door is much, mighty, bigger than him. They get a tree, few guys carry it all together and push that door together. Yes? This is exactly what happened. Put one armor for a church, church, poor, community, people together and fight the fight. Therefore, all of us put the armor of God. All of us can hold together and put the shield of faith. Because Helen is a struggling, I want to stand with her and support her faith with her faith journey. She's not fighting alone. She's not lifting that shield alone. But me and Nigel, we'll go and pray with Helen. What we did, we support that shield up. I am down. I feel the breast. Oh, I'm going to put the the helmet of salvation over your head, and I will support that with you. We'll do it together. I don't know. I am struggling to walk in these shoes. Let's walk in the peace, and so on and so on. Yes. Finally, dear brother and sister, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Shall we stand and pray? And I'll ask the worship team to come. And hopefully we'll have the kids to share with us what they did. That would be nice. Well, let's, let's, let's have that one song before the Lord today. And... But let's do it with this mindset. I want to unite it with this word. I want to do it louder, and I want to do it heard. I want to let the enemy know that I am fully wrapped up in his righteousness. I am in him, full and complete.